behind every great design, behind every great collection, there is a narrative. Try to get to know the narrative of that designer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. Man, I think we are all trying to survive this last part of 2020. And the hardship just continues, particularly for the Black community. Emotions are running high after the shooting of Jacob Blake. The March on Washington, 57 years after the original March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom in 1963. And sadly, we are still marching for those things today and so much more. I think we have to be careful with hero worship of celebrities, but the sudden loss of Chadwick Boseman was different. It actually was not sudden at all, since he had been battling colon cancer for four years. And while we did not know him personally, he gave our community milestone moments of representation in such a focused and deliberate way that how can you not feel the painful loss of this distant cousin? May he rest in power along with every victim of COVID and unnecessary violence this year. So by now, if we are paying attention, we have had the time to reflect on the Democratic National Convention and the Republican National Convention. I warn you that you will hear some biased thoughts. Too bad, so sad, because I am a Black woman and it is what it is. To deliver her the best is yet to come speech, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who used to be married to our current governor, Gavin Newsom, chose an intensely bright MAGA red dress that was indicative of the overall approach to fashion during the RNC. In Melania Trump's case, her stiff, military-inspired jacket and skirt were a far cry from the soft, approachable style that historically befits a first lady. Many people on social media compared her look to that of a dictator, Someone ready for battle, a real lady of the Third Reich. The fashion at the Republican convention was controlling, and in the case of the First Lady and Guilfoyle, harsh. The style at the Democratic National Convention felt more laid back and accessible. For instance, Michelle Obama's Nanushka top, hoop earrings, and boat necklace from Baishari, a Black-owned brand. This is not to position the Republican women against the Democratic women. That is not what we need right now or ever. And to be sure, all of the women who spoke for both parties were strong, powerful, and wore what they wanted to wear. Fashion is an individual choice, even in politics. But you can't ignore the optics. And at those podiums, in front of those cameras, political fashion translated to a visual representation of a starkly divided election. When the first lady wore a pleated belted lime green dress, the color gave way to photoshopping and meme making as viewers had a field day turning her dress into a moving green screen. And their work was actually pretty profound using video footage of the floatist walking out of the White House hand in hand with her husband. Several Twitter users superimposed video footage and stills into her dress, including clips of coronavirus death toll stats children in cages at the border, and the current protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin over the shooting of Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times in the back by the police officer Rustin Shesky last week. It was, it seemed, the only moment during the last four days when reality was visible at the RNC. 
Remember, the WNBA and the NBA arrived to games wearing t-shirts mimicking the seven shots Jacob received in the back. It seems the Black Lives Matter t-shirts and kneeling they were already doing is still not enough. This year has been so heavy and so serious, as it should be. Literally, our lives are on the line. But when I heard that the next versus was going to be Monica versus Brandy, it was the Black girl magic moment of unity the Black community and their many fans needed to just experience joy and the many songs they have blessed us with over the years. Now remember, just days ago, Chadwick Boseman's private battle and grace also brought to light the insidious online cyberbullying that occurs. In a live post to promote voting, his thinner, exp- thinner appearance was ridiculed. Realizing now what we, he was going through, the internet was bombarded with messages to be kind, to be gentle with each other because you never know what someone is going through. Less than three days later, trolls were right back at their nasty comments and critiques of Brandy and Monica from their clothing to the very tone of their voice. This versus battle was picked apart and not in a good way on Twitter, in the live comments, and everywhere else. I thought we learned such a valuable lesson about empathy from Chadwick's passing. From the constant joke around Monica's white sandals from her debut album to Brandy's bohemian outfit, here we were again dissecting every detail of two black queens who did not have to take their time to entertain over a million people with their gifts and talents. When are we ever going to let women just wear their hair, makeup, and clothing in peace without constant comparison? These grown-ass women have distinctly different personalities, and it shows. Monica wore a very trendy, polished, monogrammed Fendi look with a beret that I loved. But y'all make it seem like Brandy had on hand-me-downs. Far from that, comparing her to Whoopi Goldberg, another queen. I can speak to Brandy's vibe from a woo-woo place since she is an Aquarius sister. What I know is Brandy wore a Libertine blazer that retails for $2,760. White Bottega Veneta mules that retail for $1,270. We all know that Fendi, especially leather, will cost a fortune. It's a no-brainer. But would you know luxury if the label wasn't on the outside of the garment on display? I'm dubious. Both ladies looked like themselves, and we should support them looking like themselves. Remember, to survive being a child star where you are forced to grow quickly, your body is sexualized before you are ready. You're told what to eat, what to weigh. The fact that Brandy and Monica transitioned this smoothly into adult careers is admirable. We have all heard the abusive stories of child stars. So when Brandy is protective, of her 18-year-old daughter not singing about hoes, she is fully aware that her daughter knows what a hoe is. Rather, she most likely has allowed her child to be a child. We are so used to the media and the entertainment industry robbing girls, especially black girls, of their childhood and instantly sexualizing them. And I am sure from her own experience, she does what she can to not rush her kid into that life. Not everyone is grooming their daughter to be sexually desired or for show business. So when I saw the negative reactions to Brandy protecting some purity in her kid, I stand. I truly stand. 
Aquarius is multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate. Y'all forget that Brandy is an accomplished writer, actor, and singer all at the same time. She's a fucking thespian, and it made perfect sense to me that she took a few moments to read her poems because she is an artist. Have we forgotten the definition of an artist? It's not just a chick thirst trapping on Instagram all day. People used to become famous for having actual talent. And also, can we please, please stop equating, quote unquote, a great outfit with how tight and sexy it was? If you want to give body in your wardrobe, cool, that's your right. I wear my fair share of see-through shit. But fashion as a whole is about expression of who you are in your mood. And Brandy does not have to wear skin-tight revealing clothes to have style. That's not what style is. Give body when you feel like giving body. So once again, folks, let's try it again. Let's be a bit gentler in our online behavior. Paying sponsors, I see you and I appreciate it. And until next time, peace.